The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Here we go. Great. Awesome. So hello, hello, and welcome everyone to Happy Hour. Lovely to be with you, to hear you, to see you saying hello is very sweet. Um, I always have a mixed feeling about the, the hellos not getting recorded on the audio drama recording because they're so warm. They're so sweet. They just set the stage and yet we go into the meditation. So whoever's listening to the guided meditation now, please know that there are lots of warm hellos from different places in the world and, and receive that as a part of being part of this community, part of this community that comes together and practices together and uh, supports each other with their presence and goodwill. So, so with that, um, Let's um, let's start meditating together. And the theme um, I will share with you uh, through the the guidance, little by little, slowly, slowly. So, so let's land. Let's arrive. Let's arrive in this body in this moment. Ah, with an exhale, letting go. Let's try three deep diaphragmatic breaths together. We'll breathe in into the lower belly, hold for a few seconds, and let go with a sound to really arrive. Let's start. Breathing in. Hold. And without ha. Ah. Feeling the spaciousness. Next breath, breathe in. Hold. And let go with a sigh. Ah. Feeling your body. One more. Holding. Um, you can do more if you want in your own time. Really settle. Or you can turn to the natural breath, which is what we use as our anchor. The natural breath. However it is, short, long, deep, shallow, however it is, we don't change it. We receive it as the anchor. Calming, soothing, settling. Relaxing and receiving. Relaxing and receiving. Breath. The sensations of the breath. Just this breath. In breath, out breath. I'm going to invite you to explore something, if you like. You can imagine yourself maybe being on top of a hill, sitting on top of a mountain. Beautiful scenery. 
and all the preoccupations, thoughts, plans, memories, this, that, they're all down below or far away. They're receded into the background. Here you are. Ah, with a sense of perspective, ease, peace, taking refuge. To calm, center yourself so that you can engage with more wisdom instead of being contracted and entangled. The air is fine. Maybe there's some birds. It's pleasant to have this moment of refuge. In breath, out breath. Having the body relax, especially the forehead, your jaw, neck and shoulders, your abdomen, your whole body, let it offer its weight to the earth. Receiving each breath with patience.
And continuing with this theme of sitting on a mountain, a mountaintop, having a sense of perspective wherever you are. Having a sense of perspective could also be a beach, wherever you like to imagine you have a sense of perspective. Space all around. Space all around. You can see the horizon far away. Ah. Not crowded by demands, by thoughts, memories, this, that, entanglements, but space. There's so much space. In the valley below, you're on a mountain. The village sleeps peacefully. Or the village has a lot of ongoing bustle, hustle and bustle. You have time. You've taken refuge. You're building moments of refuge, intending the support yourself with calm, stability, spaciousness, equanimity. Equanimity, equipoise, an evenness of heart. It's not cool, not aloof, but present, fully present, without toppling over into or away from. There is a power, strength in equanimity. Amazing stability, warm-hearted stability. For the period of this practice, let us work with intention, the power of intention. To feel it into your Feel the power of intention in your sit bones, your lower belly, intending 
towards spaciousness, equanimity, with each breath. Your deepest wisdom, you know what equanimity is, what it feels like. Your heart knows, your body knows. And if in this moment it's not as accessible as usual, conjure up your inner, your inner Buddha, your inner equanimous, wise being, your inner Buddha nature. Let it show you the way. Relax, rest. Open your heart. Let yourself be surprised. Calm, spacious with each breath. So much space around you, strength of stability within you, warm-hearted presence, warm-hearted, unmoving, non-reactive, not afraid. Equanimity breathed in and breathed out with every breath. this warm-hearted, unwavering presence. Your body be upright, not uptight, and teach you with each breath.
Let the body be soft, relaxed, receptive to each breath. Fully present. Warm-hearted, spacious, unwavering. Let us now let us imagine with having space away with a sense of perspective, the mountaintop. We can relate more wisely, more compassionately with the comings and goings of our lives. The entanglements, the demands, expectations. The full catastrophe with an open heart, open arms. Such an amazing life full of 10,000 joys, 10,000 sorrows, as is everyone else's. Arising, passing. So many gifts and blessings and challenges to stretch us. Having perspective with equanimity doesn't mean we push them away means we're more prepared to be with them, with all of it. Whenever you feel ready, imagine yourself walking down the hill, back into the village, but with a new perspective, with warm-heartedness, with appreciation, not entangled, Engaged, but not entangled with space in your heart and your mind. If you need to stay more on top of the mountain with the breath, that's okay too. See what your heart needs. If it helps to bring an equanimity phrase, may I accept the rising and passing, the comings and goings with kindness and wisdom.
may I engage with all comings and goings, spaciousness, stability, warm-heartedness, unentangled, engaged, and non-reactive. May I recognize the peace and spaciousness that's available. And be present in my life, for my life, for myself, others. From a place of stability, care, non-reactivity, calm. May I know, may I appreciate that 
Calm is my true nature. It's calm and spacious in here. It's caring. May I know that this is always available and it can be, access to it can be cultivated with each breath like this one. And as we turn to bring this practice to a close. Appreciating, accepting, acknowledging my own practice, the goodness of my own practice. Whatever showed up or did not show up, no attachment to results, no expectation. I've planted seeds. I've planted wholesome seeds. Yes, yay. Celebrate the goodness. Celebrate the cultivation and trust it. And offering this goodness, this co-created goodness in this time for the benefit of all beings, sharing it with all beings. May my life, may my practice be of benefit to all beings in ways I cannot imagine. May all beings everywhere be well. May all beings be free, including this being who is myself. For your practice, everyone. <clears throat> so we practiced, we explored equanimity, practice of uh, upekka in Pali, equanimity, which is the fourth Brahma-vihara, the fourth heavenly abode, um, first being metta, loving-kindness, second one being karuna, compassion, third one, mudita, vicarious joy, joy for joy of others, and the fourth one is equanimity. Ah, it's related to all of the other Brahma-viharas. It, it supports them. It's the basis of them. It's the, um, it's the foundation. And the invitation tonight was to relate to it from this, this image of sitting on the mountain. There's space all around. So, so there is a sense of perspective so that we can then be with what is in our life with a sense of spaciousness, with calm, with, with care. Equanimity is, is kind, is, it has warm heartedness in it. It has care, this caring presence without entanglement. It doesn't fall into and it doesn't push things away like, Oh, I don't want to deal with this. It's present. It's just present in the middle of everything. So we 
played around with that image a bit to get a little bit of presence. We had a little bit of space and then walking down back to the village and, and be in our lives and but relate from that space. So, <clears throat> so I'd like to invite us now to transition into the sense of equanimity, holding the sense of presence, the sense of stable presence um, for ourselves and in relationship to others, because it is a skill to, of course, it's it's a cultivation to feel it for our in in our own heart, in our own uh, bodies, and then the rubber meets the road when we start to interact with others. Of course, our families and colleagues and friends, it's a higher bar. But you get the chance to explore uh, now in small groups for those who are on Zoom, to explore in small groups, to show up with the sense of equanimity, to interact with other human beings, which are stand-ins for, for all of humanity, which are stand-ins. And, and the um, question, the, the, the inquiry for us to explore together is... Um, is in our bodies. So it's a physical exploration. So when you have a sense of equanimity, how does it feel in your body? How does your body feel? And we'll, we'll go around, each person will say one, one nugget. And then the next person, the next person will come back to you and it'll be a spiral. It comes to you and you can also say, I don't know. Um, I don't quite know right now. I'm still exploring it. That's perfectly fine. You can say pass in that way. And then later say, oh, actually, maybe I feel a sense of uprightness. Or maybe I feel like my arms are wide open. want to embrace the whole world with a sense of equanimity. And my hands aren't a fist anymore. Anyway, they're, they're, you know, my fingers are open. Or whatever physicality you associate with equanimity. I think this can be such a powerful exploration um, and inspiring to to yourself and, and to each other, supporting each other in this very interesting exploration. So I'm going to create the Zoom, uh, the breakout rooms. They'll be roughly of size three. And I invite you to be kind to yourself, kind to um each other, of course, and not asking questions, not directing. It's just offering what what you have. And if somebody says something and it's you're confused, it doesn't matter. It, don't, don't explore, don't interrogate. Just let each person have their own experience um, in this way, being supportive. Okay. All right. The rooms are created. Yes. Oops. Hold on. Numbers keep changing. Here we go. Okay. The rooms are created. Uh, and let's go alphabetical order, just for the fun of it. First name. Okay. Take care. Be kind. And the rooms are open now. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Um, so we have a few minutes for <clears throat> reflections, comments, questions, discoveries, aha moments, confusions. How was how was it? Either the meditation or the um, uh, exploration of the physicality of equanimity. What it feels like. What did you discover? And especially if you haven't spoken recently, at happy hour, we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you have spoken, pull back. If you haven't, pull forward for the benefit of yourself and others. Are there any aha moments? Questions? 
Nav, please. Nav from Japan. Uh, I'd love to share something that Fred uh, inspired, which um, which is an idea from a, a permaculture uh, thought leader called Masanobu Fukuoka. And he believes that the act of farming um, is not to produce vegetables or, or or to grow anything. It's really about the cultivation of human beings. So this idea of approaching any practice with without the end in mind, but rather uh, falling in love with the practice. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's lovely. Thanks so much for sharing that. No, burying that into the big circle. Beautiful. Love it. Yes, falling in love with the practice. Exactly. Yeah. Any practice. Mm, agriculture, horticulture, meditation practice. Beautiful. Growing food. Nancy, please. Thank you, Nikki. Um I'm just off retreat, so I'm um, very tender-hearted, and um, this was such a perfect evening for me, or beginning of the evening, and um, so it was a perfect subject and a perfect sit and a perfect little group to be in, so just bows to everybody. Ah, thank you, Nancy. Thank you for bringing this this beautiful calm and sense of appreciation fresh from sitting in retreat so lovely to be sharing that uh to be bringing that to happy hour and sharing that both in your small group and and big group it's just yeah yay feeling your calm and 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 appreciating it thanks nancy um Claire, I see your hand. I, I also see a question from Gitta. Let me get to this one first. Uh, Nikki, we shared about consolidating equanimity with feeling safe. Do you have thoughts on this? Yes, I have thoughts on everything. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, let's see. So, I would not consolidate um, equanimity with feeling safe. They're they're uniquely different. They're related, like a Venn diagram. There is a relationship, but I would definitely not consolidate them together. So, so here's how, and and it's an important distinction. So I do want to take time to to tease this apart. Um, so equanimity and it, um, the practice of equanimity. Um, has an uprightness, has a strength to it, and has a sense of um, equipoise. Basically, the, the classical definition of equanimity is is um, is equipoise with everything that arises and passes away. Okay, so it's this feeling. I mean, it has to do with Vedana, the feeling tone, actually, with with that teaching of pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. So the idea is that the mind and heart is so still, so calm, that it doesn't fall into what's pleasant. It doesn't want more of it. It doesn't fall into greed. I want it. I want it more of, oh, I want more, 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 more. And it doesn't push away what's unpleasant. Oh, make make that go away. I don't want it. Like, ah. So it's not aversive and it's not graspy. That is an important element of equanimity okay 
And safety doesn't quite approach that. Safety has different qualities to it, which are beautiful and important for us to give it to ourselves and give it to others, but it's not equanimity. So I would not consolidate them. So I can say more, but maybe I'll just leave it at that. Hopefully that's clear enough. Claire, your hand. I don't know if this will be helpful to anybody, but I mentioned in my group that within the last 10 years or so, and in, in the course of my spiritual, actually longer spiritual journey, I've adopted two practices that I didn't do as a young person that have led me to real uh, true state, I believe, true states of equanimity. One is cycling on a bike, because all you think about is the relationship of your body to the motion. That's all. You have no other, there's nothing going on in your head at all. Um, and the other is dancing tango. Um, yeah. And again, it's all about being with your body. Beautiful. So I, I'm um, loving this, Claire. Both of these practices that you talked about, I, I love the practices you mentioned. And, and I would, uh, I would add some nuance to what you said because they're beautiful embodiment practices. They're beautiful embodiment practices for the mind to be really present right here, mm-hmm. not to think, not to be entangled. And that calm, that sense of presence can be a, um, a, a, a ground for equanimity to grow in, but I wouldn't say that these yeah. are equanimity practices. So it's very okay. important to make a distinction. Okay. Yeah, I understand clear. what you're saying. I was trying to figure out how to yeah, explain good, that. Good. Like, yeah. These are great embodiment practices, yeah. but not equanimity practices. Yeah. Be, but they they create the ground for equanimity, yeah. uh, but they're not equanimity practices. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Claire. Be the honest. other thing I just wanted to add for uh-huh. benefit of our friend from Japan, whose name I didn't hear, uh, is there's a wonderful book called Chop Wood, Carry Water. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read it. That's related it's, to this. Yeah, it's a Zen saying. Yeah, um, chop wood, yeah. carry water. Yeah, yeah. Which, I love that saying. It's a Zen saying. What do you do before enlightenment? Chop wood, carry water. What do you do after enlightenment? Chop wood, carry water. So I love that. Thanks, Claire. Thanks for bringing that in. And Christine, you get the last word. Great. Thank you, Nikki. This was, I got a lot out of the practice. I uh, just, first of all, I want to say thank you. This has been in my groups. It was uh, a lot about equanimity and just right now it's like this for me, you know, and we're going through the last six weeks. I've had to wear a, a brace on my leg. So I haven't been able to straighten my leg and I'm back upstairs in my uh, meditation room. I can go up and down the stairs again and just so much gratitude tonight when I was with the, the two people that I was with and just all of you. I just feel so cared for being being able to share my you know all sharing with all the wonderful things I've learned and just a great place to be it like someone was saying to start my evening so thanks for everything that I've gotten from you Nikki and all of you and yeah much thanks so thank you Mm, mm, thank you Christine thank you for your beautiful wholehearted practice and and supporting yourself and supporting others through your practice showing up in in so many ways hear it in your in your practice report how challenging and 
how in in you know the challenges of having your foot your leg in a cast and movement and and yet so much gratitude so much joy you're bringing it's just beautiful thank you so much for sharing all that and being part of the sangha christine yay and thank you all all of you every single one of you for being part of the sangha ah thank you so much for your practice mm, just feeling such goodness such goodness and let us spread share the goodness of our practice with all beings everywhere again may all beings be well may all beings be free including ourselves thanks dear ones be well take good care <laughs>